Welcome into Chicago Bears Now. My name is Harrison Graham, and yes, it is a Monday. If you're wondering why we're live, we did put up a community post that did just tweet it out. Our new live schedule here on the channel. Live every game day, one hour before kickoff, all the way through the game and a post-game show. Live every Monday. We want to go live the Monday after games. If they play on Monday Night Football, then we'll just be live anyway for the game. And live every Thursday. Who's the football season three live streams a week you guys in type y for yes type in for now no should be a lot of fun no more tuesday streams for now unless there's breaking news we're moving that stream to monday but we're adding thursday should be a fun season doing big things here at bears now all right guys shout out your city let us know where you're watching from some yeses coming in donald says yes jamie david busy chris okay good should be fun should be fun i know a lot of you guys are used to tuesdays but I think doing Mondays will be even more fun day after the game. Kind of absorb everything that happened, take a deeper dive, and uh, come live and uh, talk to all of you. We got uh, Busy in Waterbury, Connecticut. Vegas baby, Marty K in the chat. He's always hanging out. Gam in Chicago. We got Chaz in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Seattle is where Jeremy's watching. We got Jesse in Chicago. William in Columbus. Ryan in Reno. Someone says, hell yeah. Deserves to be second QB. Yeah, talking about the live poll. Yeah, go vote on that. Bajan or PJ Walker. Toledo is where Donald is watching. Uh, my boss who is going to get the Bears tattoo on his shoulder. Yes, I still get DMs. We are doing it. Believe me, we're not hiding from it. Uh, he went to Toledo, so uh, stay tuned for that. Jacob says uh, Arlington Heights. We got Daryl in Santa Barbara, Scotia, New York from Jason. Uh, Michael Keith in uh, Chicago. We got uh, Oliver in Vegas. Uh, Chaz saying FGB, Brian in Pittsburgh, uh, let's see, Michael in Marengo, Illinois, San Francisco from Gene, what's up L2 Cloud, what's up Liz, appreciate you guys joining us here on today's show. Okay, should the starters play against the Bills in the final preseason game? Starters basically did not play uh, the other night, Tyreek Stevenson, who's expected to start, did, but... He was pretty much the only one. I mean, even rookie Darnell Wright didn't start, which, to be frank, I think is probably a mistake. I would put him out there, but that's neither here nor there. Do you think the starters should play in this final preseason game? Why for yes and for no. Chaz, Wasim, Michael, Beardown from H-Town all saying yes. Eric says yes. Heidi, Busy, Womack, Oliver, Donald, Jeff, Mike. Mike actually saying no. Jeff saying no as well. Those other folks saying yes. Da Bear says yes. Uh, Speed Talk says yes. Yes, at least a driver too. Yeah, I would like to see, uh, we'll just, people in the Justin Fields category. So, like, high-level starters that you really would be concerned if they got hurt. A quarter, you know, I, I don't know if I need to see a full half. Like, two, three drives, if you get a touchdown drive in there, and, you know, not just a screen that goes for 60, because as exciting as those are, you'd like to see some, you know, intermediate throws and, uh, kind of work in some different plays in the playbook. Uh, obviously, if you get those 50-plus yarders in the regular season on dump-offs, you're going to take them. But uh, you'd like to get some other type of reps. So quarter, three, four drives maybe. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Chris says yes as well. Uh, I think it's overwhelming yes, and uh, I would agree with that. I think that uh, uh, is something I would like to see. Something I also like to see is more money in my bank account. And uh, the Rocket Money app is helping me do just that. And 
The simplest way they are helping me lower my spending on a month to month basis is by canceling unnecessary subscriptions. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels any unwanted subscriptions that you may have, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Most people think they're spending $80 per month on subscriptions, when in reality, the number is closer to $200. When you've signed up for so many things, streaming services, uh, maybe you're uh, subscribed to some different uh, sports uh, newspapers, outlets, whatever the case may be, all of a sudden that adds up. You might even forget about some of these services. What Rocket Money does is it will list all of your streaming services on one screen right there for you, and it'll have a cancel button. If you decide you don't want to use it anymore, click cancel. They will cancel for you. Lots of other benefits to this app, like setting budgets. You can also uh, negotiate to lower some of your bills, like utilities, insurance, homeowners, whatever. Take a picture, send it to Rocket Money. They'll try and find uh, better deals out there for you. It's a great, great app. And listen, things are expensive these days. Every dollar counts. Download the Rocket Money today. That link is right there. We'll put it in the live chat for you guys as well rocketmoney.com slash bears now it is rocketmoney.com slash bears now click and download the app today let's talk about tevin jenkins a little more we broke down the news last night uh from my crib uh this morning we had more follow-up and took a look at some free agent options and internal options what's your concern level with the tevin jenkins injury and you can just factor in kind of his injury history here doesn't it have to be at least like a seven or eight like i'll go eight you know, this injury in itself, just a six-week injury, isn't like something to panic over, isolated. But when you factor in the amount of games he's already missed through two seasons, it it it, it heightens the importance, right? It elevates the importance. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eight, man. I I just worry about Jenkins, both short and long term. Wasim says seven. Bear down from H Town says eight. Donald Lear says six. Wasim says seven. Jason says six. Chaz Mitchell says trade him. Interesting. Uh, what would you get for him? That's the thing. He's a good player. You got him in the second round. Would you get a third? Ah, when he plays, he plays like a day two caliber pick, but I don't know. Tricky one. Ten for I lean fourth. If they were to trade him, I think they'd probably get a yeah. fourth. Because... Teams would be intrigued with his talent because he is a second-round caliber talent, I would say. But, like, if you're the Bears right now, let's say he plays 12, 13 games again and plays well. He's going into the final year of his contract next year. I mean, I don't think you can extend him. Like, No, it's, I, I think it's too risky. I think so. you probably just have to play the next two years out. And, you know, he might just be a guy that has to sign one-year deals in the NFL. Like, I, I don't know if any team – is going to be able to give him long-term deals. He's got back and neck problems. He's had other injuries. I just for an offensive lineman this young in his career, like those things don't improve typically for the three hundred pounder. So it's a tough one. I, ho I hope it's not for the ideal, best, man, because he's very talented. He's very talented. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll also see what happens at quarterback. Um, who is QB two? If it's based purely on what this training camp and preseason has been. There's no doubt Tyson Bajan's been better. I would type TB, uh, PJ for PJ Walker. Now, there's other factors. You gave PJ Walker $2 million in guaranteed money for this year. He's been in the league. He's got the DJ Moore connection. So, like, as a backup, there is different things he brings. Even if we all concede that Bajan's the better player, there are other things that Walker brings to the table that you could – determine he's worth keeping. But I'll say this, Roy, and you can hop on screen for this discussion. 
you cannot, even if you're in the camp of keeping P.J. Walker, which I'm actually fine if you do, but that just means you're carrying three quarterbacks. Like, you cannot let Tyson Bajant go. Like, you will lose him if you cut him. He will oh. not get to your practice squad. I absolutely agree. There is no doubt in my mind, Harrison, that if Bajant ends up on August 29th, cutdown day, and people see that he did not make the 53-man roster, a team that might not be ready to compete, a la maybe the Arizona Cardinals. I was going to say, if you're Arizona, why would you not take a shot? Exactly. They could pick him up. Like, a team that doesn't have a good quarterback situation. Tampa Bay. Like, yeah. these teams could easily claim Bajan because he has flashed some big-time potential in the first two preseason games for Chicago. And, listen, I'm all aboard the Bajan hype train. Harrison knows this. I'd take him I'll, over P.J. I'll Walker. Th I'll throw another team at you. Like, the Chargers right now. Obviously, established starter in Justin Herbert, but – Easton Stick and Max Stanks, Duggan dude. are competing for the backup job. I love my boy Max Duggan, but he's got flaws. Like, like you might take a shot on Bajan. Like, dude, you might be like, okay. I watched Harrison. I watched the entire Saints Stick Chargers game. Horrible. Stick played the entire game. He stunk. I think what they're doing is Stick got this whole game, and they're going to give Duggan the whole next game. Which I actually kind of like that strategy for a backup QB competition. Give him a whole game, but. Yeah, I mean, you think of a team like that, like, say Duggan stinks it up next week. They might pick up a guy like Bajan and be like, he's got good arm talent. We don't need him to play right now. We have Justin Herbert. I will so. say this. It is tough for me to justify the Bears keeping three quarterbacks because it's like a team that doesn't have the best depth of their places. So it's like I'd rather keep players at the D-line. Yeah, I'd rather on keep them paper, at the safety. In a perfect world where the Bears are right now, you wouldn't want them to keep yeah, exactly. But, but, I mean, there's no denying Bajan's talent, I guess you could say, and what he's done in the preseason, man. Like, I think you've got to hold on to him. And does that mean getting rid of P.J. Walker? Sure. Let's not forget, like, P.J. Walker, sure he was, like, an all-right backup in Carolina. Guy was in the he, XFL three years ago. Dude was in like, the XFL for a reason. Like, he's not that good. Yeah, like, look, on paper the signing made sense. You traded for a receiver he's very familiar with. He's a dual-threat type of guy behind just – like – that all made sense, but, like, at some point, it's like, if you're playing this bad, like, you can't ignore what you're seeing. Like, again, I'm okay with carrying three. I don't love it because I'm with Roley. Like, you'd rather have an extra position player somewhere, but, like, you can't get rid of Agent. Like, that is not an option, in my opinion. Uh, and, look, I, I don't think I'm overreacting. Like, I've been – the Bears have kind of not done this for years. Like, I think most NFL teams should have an established starter – a vet backup, and a young player you're trying to develop. Let me throw something at you here. Um, so obviously we know the Bears have Nathan Peterman as well. What With the new NFL rule where you can have a third quarterback not on the 53-man roster, he's he on the practice he squad. He has to be on the 53 to be dressed. That's the oh, thing. Oh, he has to be on but the But he doesn't count against the active game day roster. Oh, so okay. So he has to be on the 53. So that's why – that's another reason why I think Bajan will get poached because more teams are going to carry three this year so with that rule. Where I was getting at with that was like, what if instead of P.J. Walker being kept, they end up keeping Peterman as that emergency QB? So if they felt like Bajan isn't ready, if hurt or not hurts, Fields ended up getting hurt, Peterman could be the quarterback. Yeah, but he'd have to be on the 53. That's yeah. the thing. So, I mean, I know Walker's been bad, but like if it's him or Peterman, I'm still picking Walker. Yeah. Especially since but you don't save you be, money this year by cutting Walker. Couldn't you be on the practice squad to get put on the 53? You can up to three times, I think. Okay. So, so like, 
you could start with Peter, man, and have him elevated the first three weeks while Bajan is still kind of like, yeah. you know, acclimating to NFL life. But I do understand, like, the hesitation of, like, okay, Bajan's clearly outplayed Walker, but he's still an undrafted rookie. Like, do you want that as your only other quarterback on game day? We went to a D2 school. It's so. a little risky. Like, yeah. Which is why, like, yeah, it may not be ideal, but I think carrying three is an okay option. Like, if that's the compromise, like, I just think that that's what you may have to do. All right, we did get a couple super chats. Sangray, I knew I knew where you were going with this because you, you've been on the anti-Fields train since day one. He says, the Bulls should say you should be QB1, Bajan or Fields. Bajan's going to be out bust, busting by the end of the season. Hey, look, if Fields has a bad year and somehow Bajan takes over and balls out, like, I just want whoever can win this team games. I don't think that's Bajant right now, but I think he, there's something there worth developing. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah, I mean. I mean, think of Brock, Brock Purdy's a great example, right? Like, yeah. I don't know if Brock Purdy's going to be a high-level starter in this league, but he's at least going to be around for a while. There, like, if you've run into something like that here with Bajant, like, that's Listen, great. Purdy has done good things, obviously, early on. But if you look at just pure – Talent. Bajan I would could, argue he has got, got more talent, man. He could sling it, dude. He really can. Uh, Keem78, we appreciate all the super chats. We'll, we'll get them all on the show here. Another hot take. Last one before the season. Bears stay healthy enough all season to avenge the past three decades. Bears 34, Jets 24, and Super Bowl 58. Get the bear downs going for Keem. I'll say this, Harrison. It's bold. Beating Aaron Rodgers in the Super oh, Bowl be historic. To, would be the greatest comeback story since Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you know what I mean. Uh, the real Parks one. And, Parks and Rec. The, the real ones, no. Marty K with a five. At the end of the day, you would be more comfortable with a vet like PJ starting a game because of experience. That's kind of my point. Like, if, if Justin Fields has a three-week injury, are you just, like, starting in week three or four? Are you just ready to put Bajan in there? Like, that's a fair question to ask. Like, based on how they've each played, yes, Bajan has looked better. But the regular this, season's Harrison? a totally different deal. I think it depends, like, the situation, right? Like, say this injury happens in week seven, and he's missing weeks eight through 11. And the Bears are two in five through seven, seven weeks when that injury happens. Oh, if they're out of it, I'd much rather Bajan, play Bajan. Right? But like, if it's like a three-week stretch and you're 500 and you're trying to stay in the hunt, I think you're giving Walker the first look. I think you're probably right, but selfishly, I'd rather watch Bajant play. I think Dude, he's more PJ interesting. PJ Walker stinks. He's I've been seen bad. enough. He's been bad, man. Like I've seen enough. I'll put it this way: if he plays really bad again against Buffalo, it's like I'm not even sticking up for the guy. I'm more of just, it's my mindset's more of just like, am I just ready for Bajant to be the the only backup? Like yeah. that's a, like. I think even you guys can acknowledge there's risk there. Like, how many undrafted rookie quarterbacks are the solo backup on a team? Like, it doesn't happen very often. I will say this. You know who Bajant kind of reminds me of, just to kind of go with the undrafted QB thing? Not, not Kurt Warner. He's got a little Romo in him, though. Oh, He's a little mobile. Go He's got that, that three-quarter release. Like, they have a similar release. Um, I thought, so I won't say play style, but just let me flash his face again. You know who his face looks like? He looks like Michael on it. 
That is not what Bears fans want to hear. But, like, <laughs> he's got a little bit of a long neck there. You yeah. can see the neck. It's he long. He does. And the facial features. So, Zozo, okay, relax. <laughs> I, listen, I'm not saying he plays like him. But I'm just saying body from chest up looks like Mike Glennon. I, I'll tell you right now, if I had to win a game tomorrow, I'm starting Bateman all day over Glennon. Glennon stinks. <laughs> Wasim. Bajant looks great, but Walker's been brutal. That's that's what makes it tough. It's like not only has Bajant looked pretty good. Here's the thing, too. Like, as good as Bajant has looked, I think Walker being bad has made him look better than he probably actually has looked. Like, yeah, you know true. what I mean? Like, it, I don't it, know, man. It, that first Bajant drive, he took him 19 play drive. He took him like 95 yards. I he know. looked so good. I he know. was throwing some tight windows over the middle of the field. And when I saw Dude, he had the little touchdown. head bop. Like, he was feeling yeah. himself a little he bit. He had the swagger to him, too. I man. know. I know. It's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Like the video if you love the Bears, if you want Tyson Bajant to make the 53. I'll tell you this, Roly, if the most Bears thing ever, I don't think with this new regime, but just in general would be, oh yeah, let's let's try and get Tyson Bajant to the uh to the practice squad. He gets poached and like becomes something somewhat somewhere else. Like that 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 would be like last twenty years Bears if that were to happen. So Hopefully that doesn't happen. Hit the like button. We got to cross at least 125. Yeah, likes. I was gonna say we got 330 people tuning in. Appreciate you guys all watching today. But Shout 75 likes is just disappointing. We're gonna need 50 more before we can start this video. Yeah. If you want Bajan to make the team, like the video. I'm also sad that we talked about this being a possibility before we went live. Sam Lactara not being ready for our I date, hypothetical. I, I might have to message him our sad. new schedule. That's sad. It's a tough one. We'll get used to it. The audience will get used to it. That's a Bulls thing, yeah. That that is kind of that'd be a Bulls thing too. That's like uh, Max Struess going to the Heat and uh, becoming a real player. Listen, Max Struess was uh, went to a couple spots before being a Heatle. Was on Boston too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. JNev says like the MF video. Yeah, seven likes away. Seven likes away. Don Burr, I know you've liked the video. I know you've liked the video. Bajan is making this team. I I agree. I agree. I think he will. I'm just saying, like, even if you're in the camp of P.J. Walker is is the backup still, you can't lose Bajan. There's just no way. All right, we just crossed 125 likes. Here's what's coming up on today's show. Bears cut candidates. Throughout the show, we'll take, a, take some questions. Uh, we're not going to do, like, a straight 15-minute Q&A, but we'll do, like, five minutes here, five minutes there. There's also some news that came in today. Oh, Lakhtara. We'll get to him real quick here. There he is. Uh, I mentioned the cut candidate. It's kind of a new look at some players that could be on the chopping block. And then I want to take a deeper dive into Tyson Bajan. Who is this guy? How has he come from Division II Shepherd to potentially making the Bears roster? All of that coming up here on the show. But real quick, Sam Lactara, he's back. No hypothetical. It's a strictly ball talk. Hey, all business today for hey, Sam. All it's it's uh it's uh, overreaction Monday, baby. I love it. He says if Bajan is starting uh over fields for any reason, uh that means the Bears likely aren't a playoff team. No ri risk in a higher draft pick. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll, I'll put it this way: if it's a, and I'm gonna get crucified for this, if one of two scenarios, one. If the Bears are playing really poorly and Fields were to get hurt, or two, if it's a early in the season and it's a season-long ending injury, I'm absolutely playing Bajan just to see what happens. And, hey, if you get a top three pick, then awesome. That that works out too. But 
look, in a perfect world, none of this really matters because Field starts, plays all 17, and plays well. But, look, backup quarterback's important. Chicago should know that. With Josh McCown, Kyle Orton, they've had guys over the years. So, uh, hopefully uh, they keep Tyson Bajan around. All right, busy show coming up on deck here. Let's dive in. With two NFL preseason games in the books, we have some new Bears cut candidates that have emerged. Which players are in danger of getting cut? Roster cut down day coming up quickly. My name is Harrison Graham. You're watching Bears Now by Chat Sports. Before we dive into some of these cut candidates, help a brother out. We're almost at 6,000 followers on Twitter, X, whatever we're calling it these days. Give me a follow for daily Bears news and updates uh, and everything else in between. Tweeting about the Bears in real time when things happen. So help us out. Give me a follow at HGramNFL. Let's get to 6,000 by the end of the week. All right, uh, tough decisions are coming for Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus as uh, there's no doubt there's, they're going to have to make tougher decisions this year. Ryan Poles acknowledged as much recently saying, yeah, like roster cutdown day is always tough, but it's going to be tougher this year because they've added more talent. This is a team that has increased expectations, even if they're not Super Bowl aspirations. They're definitely more than what they were last year. Obviously, final real opportunity for a lot of players in the bubble is this Saturday against the Buffalo Bills. And then a couple days later, Tuesday, August 29th, is NFL roster cutdown day where there's going to be a lot of movement around the National Football League. So let's get to some new Bears cut candidates. And again, these are candidates. Doesn't mean they're going to get cut, but some guys who... Maybe we're on your radar uh, starting training camp of guys that could get cut. Got to talk about P.J. Walker, right? Like, P.J. Walker has not played like a guy that is a high-level backup quarterback in this league. He just hasn't. Like, I liked the signing at the time. They gave him a two-year commitment, although the second year only has uh, a little money guarantee. We'll take a look at the financials uh, at, at, at another time. But at the end of the day, Tyson Bagent has clearly outplayed P.J. Walker. And let me be clear, I think Walker will make the team. Like, if you force me to sit here and say right now, do I think he makes it or do I think he gets cut, I think he makes it. But if you had to keep just one, if you were the Bears, I don't see how you could justify keeping P.J. Walker over Tyson Bajan. I mean, look at the numbers. 5 of 12 for Walker, 13 of 15 for Bajan. 25 yards for Walker, 113 for Bajan. No touchdowns for Walker, one for Bajan. It was a rushing, but still. Uh, interception for Walker, no interceptions for Bajant. Six drives each, and one of those quote-unquote drives for Tyson Bajant was a kneel down in the preseason opener. So really, he's only had five. You can't cut Tyson Bajant. So basically, the option you have, in my opinion, is you either carry three quarterbacks with Fields, Walker, and Bajant, or you take the risk and you go with just Bajant as your backup. If you try to get him through waivers and get him back to the practice squad, I think you're going to get burned. I just don't think you can make that decision if you are Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. You finally have a young, developmental, backup type of guy worth keeping around in Tyson Bajan. Kudos to the Bears for finding him. Don't screw it up by cutting him because with the new QB rule where teams are more incentivized to carry three quarterbacks, some team will claim him. The Cardinals, the Texans, somebody. Uh, and if you're the Bears, uh, you just can't let that happen. So who are you keeping? You keeping Tyson Bajant, you keeping P.J. Walker, or you keeping both? Type TB if it's Bajant, type P.J. if it's P.J. Walker, type B if it's both. I think keeping both is most likely because Walker still has value as a vet. He's played with D.J. Moore, uh, etc. 
but uh, it can't. The answer can't be PJ here. It's either TB or B uh, for Bajant or both. How about Equidemia St. Brown? And um, he was always kind of on my radar coming into this camp, just because the Bears made such an effort to improve the wide receiver unit. But he was still kind of viewed as a safe option. Like with Claypool out, he's been working as kind of that number three receiver a decent amount. So you're like, okay, like he's not going to get cut, is he? Well. In the two games, he's done nothing at all. Two targets, no catches, one drop. Help P.J. Walker out, by the way. I mean, P.J. Walker, one of the few really good processing decisions he's made in camp is he identified a blitz and uh, read the hot, which was St. Brown, and he just dropped it. Like, that that just cannot happen. Uh, and uh, I don't know. It's just like you really think about what St. Brown did last year, which was okay, what he's done in camp, which is uh, you don't hear as much flashes about him, the two preseason games. It's just like, what does he actually bring to the table at a high level? Let's break it down into tiers, right? Because I'm going to guess the Bears carry six receivers, maybe even five, uh, but I do think it'll be six. So, obviously, you got your three lock, lock, locks. DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool. I'll put Tyler Scott in the safe category. Like, I just don't see a scenario where he doesn't make it. He's a rookie. He's a fourth rounder. He's been nicked up recently, but I think he's 99.9% .9 safe. Uh, Valus Jones, I'd put it like 75% right now. It wasn't a great first preseason game, but he bounced back with a great joint practice against the Colts. And not playing Saturday may have actually helped him because St. Brown and Pettis didn't show you much. I've got them in the bubble category, Valus in the likely safe category. And then how about Darius Fountain, who's trending up? I mean, like, could another strong week of practice and game for him have him push out St. Brown for that number six spot? or at least Leapfrog Pettis is an option. I don't think they'll carry seven, but back to EQ, outside of blocking, and I will give him credit, he is an excellent blocking wide receiver. What does he actually do? He, he drops critical passes. We saw that last year against Miami. It's happened here in the preseason. Uh, he doesn't have elite speed. He's an average-ish special teams player. Like, Pettis is much better on special teams. Bayless, Tyler Scott, they have more special teams. Dries Fountain, two years ago, played 75% of Chiefs special team snaps. Like, you can't keep a guy just because he blocks. Like, he's not going to start. So, like, how often is he actually going to play? And when you bring him in, are you signaling to the defense that you're running the football? Like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I need more from EQ. I think he probably makes it, but I'm less sure now. I think you're creeping toward that 50-50 scenario for uh, Equinemia St. Brown. Uh, what's not a 50-50 scenario is if you download the Rocket Money app, you are going to save money. That is a fact because you can set budgets. You can cancel subscriptions. You can uh, monitor your overall spending, and you'll probably realize you're spending money on stuff that you don't need to anymore. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills all in one place. Most people think that they're spending $80 per month on subscriptions, the reality is it's probably closer to 200 because all these streaming services, they keep raising their prices on you and it adds up. And you know, you probably have a couple of other like subscriptions like to The Athletic or Apple TV, whatever the case may be, that, sh that stacks up very, very quickly. Rocket Money can also negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. Think about it, uh, if you could lower your electric bill and your homeowner's insurance by 20%, how much money could you save? Uh, also, with over 3 million users and counting, Rocket Money customers have saved an average of $720 per year. You can go on a vacation with that money. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com 
slash bears now. It's rocketmoney.com slash bears now. Support our sponsors, support us, and support your pockets because you're going to save money with Rocket Money. It's Rocket Money. Go check them out. Link is in the comments and in the description. Rocketmoney.com slash bears now. Talk about Deontay Foreman now. Um, he's kind of in that EQ category of coming into camp. You're like, okay, he's probably safe, but it is a crowded room, right? And, you know, he's still listed as RB2, at least as of this second, by the Bears uh, on their depth chart. But he got the opportunity to start the other night with starters sitting. Khalil Herbert didn't play, and he was okay. He had four carries for uh, uh, 12 yards, I think. But in the preseason as a whole, he's got six carries for 21 yards. That's kind of mid. Like he hasn't, and nine of those yards came on one carry. So he's got five for 12 beyond that. Had a nice physical run the other night where he broke a couple of tackles. And I actually do like Foreman as a player, but um, in a crowded room and something else that could tie in here that could get interesting as well, I do wonder if Foreman could be in danger here, especially since he's not a great pass protector, whereas Roshan Johnson is a great pass protector, and he's taking advantage of the carries he's gotten. 19 carries, 76 yards. Thought he ran really well the other night. He catches the ball pretty good as well. Think about this. To tie it back to the quarterback discussion, right? If the Bears carry three quarterbacks, which at this exact moment in time, I actually think that's the most likely scenario, where they have to trim back somewhere, right? They'll have to scale back, whether it's at corner, running back, receiver, defensive end, like someone's getting squeezed out. The Bears could easily go Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson, pick Ebner or Homer for special teams, and then Kari Blazingame is the fullback. You don't need Deontay Foreman. Like, would I like him on this team? Do I think he'd have some value? Yes, but how much different is he as a runner than, like, Roshan Johnson, who's on the first year of a four-year rookie deal? It's something to consider. Uh, again, I'd like to keep Foreman, but if you're going to carry three quarterbacks, someone's getting trimmed out somewhere, and it might be at that running back position. Now, who's more likely to be cut? If you think it's Equinemius St. Brown type EQ, if you think it's Deontay Foreman type DEF, I think St. Brown's probably a tick more likely, but they're both kind of in that 50-50 category. I think these are two players that need to show something in the final preseason game. So does Rasheem Green. And Rasheem Green is a tricky one because all reports suggest that he's had a really good camp. But a couple things to consider. One, the defensive end depth chart group is er, er, uh, depth is getting really crowded, right? Yannick Ngakwe, Demarcus Walker, we know they're making the team. I don't know for sure if we can sit here and say there's a single lock beyond then, but you got four guys competing, right? Dominic Robinson, Travis Gibson, Terrell Lewis, Rasheem Green, even DeAnthony Jones flashed the other night. The point is, is the edge position is crowded right now. And I don't think you're going to carry six edges. Again, especially if you carry three quarterbacks. Like, you got to trim back somewhere. I think it's probably five. Um, and Rasheem Green, who has been a guy that's bounced around a bit, but he's been pretty productive, right? Like, ten sacks combined the last two years. He had four sacks back in 2019 as well. Like, you know, he's a guy that can give you four or five sacks. That's why I liked the signing at the time. But someone's getting squeezed out. I don't think it should be Terrell Lewis. He's earned a roster spot. Dominic Robinson's only in the second year of a rookie contract. He also hasn't played great in the games, but he's been good in practice, and he's got three more years of cheap roster control. Those things matter in these discussions. I think it's going to be Rasheem Green or Travis Gibson. I think one of those guys gets cut. It easily could be Gibson, but it could also be Green. Maybe it becomes a financial decision. We'll have to wait and see what Ryan Poles does. Got another one here. Dylan Cole, who was signed to be a special teams ace and a quality backup linebacker. 
He's missed a good amount of camp uh, with uh, an injury, probably a couple of weeks or so now. Uh, and, you know, on paper coming into camp, he was like your fourth, fifth linebacker. I'd say fifth probably with Noah Sewell's emergence uh, as a rookie. Uh, but you've got Edwards, Edmonds, Sanborn, and Sewell. I don't think any of them are going anywhere. If you're only carrying five, uh, which that's kind of the sweet spot. Sometimes teams go six. Um, it, you know, it could be tricky. If they go six, I think Cole's likely safe. If it's five, Micah Baskerville, the UDFA out of LSU, has really stepped up and shown something here. He's played pretty well throughout camp in the preseason. And Michael Walker, who they signed recently, who was a starter last year for the Falcons, he led you in tackles the other night. So he took advantage of his opportunity while Cole was absent. The tricky one, these three guys right here with Cole Baskerville and Walker could be competing for one spot. So fascinating to see how it plays out. Availability is important, and uh, Cole's missed some significant time here. Now, name a surprise Bears cut candidate. We just went through five for you guys here on the show. If I'm forgetting somebody, let me know. But just to recap, these five players uh, while you get us your name in. P.J. Walker at quarterback. Again, I think he's safe, but... Uh, we'll see what happens there. Equinemia, St. Brown, Deontay Foreman, a couple of vet skill players. Rasheem Green and Dylan Cole. And drum roll, please. Got a bonus candidate for you. Lucas Patrick. With Tevin Jenkins getting injured, I think that might have bailed Patrick out, to be honest with you, who's also been injured quite a bit throughout his Bears tenure, not just recently. But that's a veteran name to monitor. Like, even if he doesn't get cut now, he could get cut later, like when Jenkins comes back. So... Uh, keep an eye on him. He's been unreliable from a health standpoint since the Bears signed him. All right, guys, it's going to do it for our Bears Cut Candidates video. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, like I said, trying to get the 6,000 followers ASAP. It's at HGramNFL. We'll see you soon. All right, what's the live chat saying? What's the live chat saying? We got uh, Lucas Patrick. Green is gone. Maybe. Maybe he's been good in practice, but it's got to got to translate to the to the games. Cut PJ Walker. You need to keep Patrick as garden center flexibility. But what if you keep Doug Kramer as a young developmental guard who I thought played pretty well the other night uh, as a starter? You could go that route. You've got Jatari Carter and Alex Leatherwood who can stay on as guards. Just a thought. Um, Leatherwood. He could get cut maybe. Patrick can't stay healthy. He's a cut. That's the thing. It's like, you know, we're frustrated about Tevin Jenkins getting hurt again. He played much more than Lucas Patrick did last year. We're talking about recently, he's been more available. Kramer too small, bro. He's strictly a center. And, yeah, he's undersized for sure. But, like, he could be worth developing as a backup. Like, Lucas Patrick, is he going to be here long term? Are you going to bring him back after this year? Probably not. If you are, it's on a one-year deal to, like, compete for a starting job but likely be a backup. And Patrick, good point by Assyrian. He struggled at guard last year. He really did. Now, I know he's dealing with a hand injury, but he, he's a better center than he is at guard. Uh, okay, we'll take a few questions here. Hashtag Bears or Super Chat. Super Chat to guarantee your spot on the show. How concerned are you about Tevin Jenkins? I think if I had to scale it from 1 to 10, I'd go like 7 or 8. It's concerning. Not just this, not this injury in and of itself, but the combination, the combination of the injuries he's had, it's just, it's always going to be a concern. So I'd say 7.5. It's its definitely worrisome. William Brock, uh, Dries Fountain, and Terrell Lewis make it. I think Lewis is as close to a lock as you can get. I just don't see how you leave him off. Three sacks in two games, two strip sacks as two of those three sacks. Like, he's been great in camp. I, I just, 
the eye, you got to trust the eyes at some point in the production, and I think he's safe. Fountain, you know, he's on my radar now. If he can repeat that performance, go out there, catch five, six balls for 75 yards again next week, and EQ is silent, Pettis is silent, got to consider him. He's been on 53-man rosters before. Richie Rich, if Bajant doesn't make this squad, I'll seriously question the coaching evaluations. He's out playing Walker, and the goal should be to take on the best 53. Look, I agree. Again, it's not, especially in a backup quarterback, it's not purely about who's played better the last three weeks, but you can't dump Bajan. You can't. If you want to keep P.J. Walker, I'm fine with that. But that means you're carrying three quarterbacks. If you carry two and one of them is not Tyson Bajan, that is a huge mistake, in my opinion. Now, maybe you'll get lucky and get him to the practice squad, but I would give that about a 10 to 15% chance. I, I truly do believe a team would poach Tyson Bajan if he were to get cut. Super chat from Amari. Shout out, Amari. You guys craft uh, on Packers fans for crowning Jordan Love after one drive last year, uh, yet you're doing the same thing with Tyson Bajan. Uh, I'm not talking about him at all as a starter. <laughs> That's the difference. I'm talking about Tyson Bajan as a young developmental arm. That's that's it. I'm, I'm not sitting here saying he should ever be a starter in this league. I am saying he's played better than P.J. Walker and that he should make the 53-man roster. And for the record, I think Jordan Love's had a pretty good preseason here. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But that's, that's apples and oranges. Remember, Amari, the Packers drafted Jordan Love in the first round. Tyson Bajant was undrafted, so you cannot compare those two. Like, that, that is not even close to the same level of investment. Rom Pandy, hope your family is doing well. Appreciate that, Rom. Uh, how do the Bears cap space look for 2024? I'm concerned after Ngakwe. Don't be, because uh, it's a one-year deal. So, they're still top five in projected cap space next year. I want to say third most right now. Um it could dip a bit if another extension comes out. Jalen Johnson could get an extension, maybe Darnell Mooney, but um, they're going to have a lot of cap space still. Roly? No, I was just was getting ready for this next Ooh, question. Ooh, okay. Here. You answered this one. Favorite fantasy football player. Yeah, I said, Harrison and Roly, do you guys do fantasy football? I can't speak for Harrison, but I am a pretty avid fantasy football I play, player. I my say. interest has waned a little, but I still have my one or two leagues I've done for like over 10 years. Yeah, I mean, I, I usually play in three to four leagues a year, so I guess you'd consider me pretty in on fantasy football. I think we're going to do an office league. I'll probably hop in that. That'll probably be my second league this year. Favorite, two. favorite fantasy player is an interesting question, though, because it like, is it an all-time favorite fantasy player? Is it someone that you're high on this year that nobody yeah. else is? Or are you just someone you like for this year? Um, I'll be nice here, and I'll Field, go... Fields is a great fantasy player. I'll go one through three on that situation. My favorite fantasy football player ever, Kelvin Johnson. Yeah. I He's my favorite wide receiver ever. Catch a ton of passes, ton of touchdowns. Anytime durable. I could get Kelvin Johnson on my team when I was a little, little wee guy... I would try to. Um, favorite, I guess sleeper this year, I am so high on Rasheed Rice yeah, out of Kansas City. One. I know we've talked about it, Harrison, before yeah. on the mm -hmm. Chiefs report. Um, but dead serious, I think by week five, week six, he might be the most targeted wide receiver on that team. And you could get him in like the 10th round. So I think Rasheed Rice is a really good player for, for the Chiefs wide receiver. And then I think my favorite player I just like want to have in every league, it would be Bijan. 
Bijan's electric. Yeah. If I have a, like a, the eighth pick in the draft, I'd probably try to get Bijan every time. He's going to get used a shit ton in that Falcons. Y- you offense. know who else is one? Like, if you get this guy, you win at that position every week. Basically, is Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I have him. Like, in. If you can get Kelsey, it, you don't even need to draft a second tight end. You yeah. just you just pick one up that one week. He's got to buy because so, at worst he's going to catch like five balls for fifty yards. That's like the floor for him. I had. I already did my main league with all my college buddies. We already did our draft, and I took Kelsey in the first round. And it's like, well, I'm going to have the best tight end in the I mean, league. He's going to catch 100 balls, have over 1,000 yards. I mean, he's had seven straight 1,000-yard yeah. seasons. He had 12, 12 touchdowns last year. I mean, yeah, he's – I mean, that might only go up because – How high has Fields been going in your so, – like sixth round, fifth, sixth round? Like, yeah, he's going to go pretty high. He's been going as the like fourth? fifth quarterback off the board. Let me guess. Hurts, Mahomes, Allen – and then it's Lamar? You, it's usually between you could see it anywhere, but the four guys in the mix for QB five are Herbert, um, Burrow, um, Lamar, and then I think Fields. I'd take Fields over all of them. Uh, I mean, I'd it, probably I'd probably still lean Joe Burrow. Because if he's healthy, they're yeah. just gonna chuck the ball. That's just like even if Fields rushing goes down 300 yards, he's still going to rush for. I think Fields personally would be my QB six or seven. Like I'd probably take Burrow and Lamar over him because I think Lamar is going to have a big time bounce back year because he's been getting a lot here and a lot of the hate. Um, I think with bringing in Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews, Odell Beckham. Yeah, I think he's best be weapons he's ever had. Yeah, just like Fields. Uh, Wilkie, if PJ looks bad again, bring in. Carson on a league minimum. It's a Carson Wentz. Uh, stay tuned. We're actually briefly going to talk about him here in a little bit, but uh, I just don't think I can do Carson Wentz, man. As uh, no, no. I'd, ra- I'd I'd rather just keep PJ Walker and Tyson Bateman. I think to be honest. Uh, Marty K Bears now fantasy league buy in is fifty dollars super chat. First ten people to send or first uh, however many people to send in fifty. I might be behind Harrison. I'm in, and if you are in, Harrison, I will take control. I'll be the league commissioner. I'll take care of it Thursday live show, maybe put some – oh, you're not on that show. Maybe next Monday. Next Monday? Next Monday. Okay, stay tuned because preseason's over too. I hate drafting before the preseason. So if we tease it – if you tease it on Thursday. Okay. And then we can tease it on Saturdays or we can start taking admissions on Saturday or we just say – First place gets a field boot, second gets a – Bears fly. We'd probably do a winner's take all. Maybe we could do like a Bears now trophy or something like that. Dude, it'd be sick, man. We'll, we'll, sick. we'll throw some ideas together, Marty K. I, I'm kind of in on this. And uh, maybe on our like weekly Thursday shows, we can work in like a little fantasy. A little talk, update. Little yeah, preview. okay. I'm preview in. Thursday night football fantasy. Is, uh, oh, I, Harrison, I, I just got sold. I, I kind of like this. This kind of just excited me. I you guys up in? A bit. Hey, let me, uh, let's change the poll, Roy. I'm going to change it here. Should we do a Bears now? Here, you read this next super chat. Oh, Alan Jay is oh, back. Oh, he's the back. Browns, oh, Browns no. Fans. This is what Alan Jay has to say. Is uh, If you were in our watch party on Saturday, uh, we had a nice little back and forth with Alan Jay, but he said Fields won't sniff 600 rushing yards this year with that patchwork O-line, argu- arguably worse than your group from last year. Nate Davis signing already a duck. Um, they literally the added first? the 10th overall pick. It's not going to be worse than last year. It may not be great, but it will not be worse than last year. And the weapons are undisputedly better than last year. So, um, 
Six, dude, if he rushes for less than 600, that means one of two things. One, he got injured, or two, he improved so much as a passer that, like, he didn't need to run that much. And even if he takes a massive leap as a thrower, he's still running for over 600. Like, it's too big of a weapon. Like, it, he's not going to reduce his rushing in half year over year. I just, I don't see that being the case, but... Appreciate the Super Chat, Alan, and remember, $50 bet. If the Bears win more than four games, you owe me a $50 Super Chat at the end of the year. Before we move on, Harrison, live poll is heavily in yes. Uh, Jason, How I'm, big should we go with the league? Um, like, what's the max? 16? I, I think we – 16 would be brutal. Uh, 12? Cap at 12? I think what us we do – Us two plus 12, so 14, probably the highest we go. Yeah. Because if we, if I assume you guys want Harrison and I to be in it with our own teams. Maybe what we have to do is like, because more than ten people or twelve people are going to want in. Maybe, um, I can really we can cook in the lab here, Harrison. We can have two different leagues. <laughs> one league, one league has you. We or yeah, we could do the Harry and Rolly league. What if we did like a head-to-head scenario? Like, which league out, outperforms the other? Yeah, so here's, like, the way I can kind of think of it in my mind here is if we have, let's think. Um, let me just change this on the screen. God, I'm sick of seeing L and J. Um, <laughs> if we do a league, yeah, see, Marty K's kind of with me here. Yeah. So we have two different leagues. Get on leagues. screen and get Marty K on for this. All right, so we have... Harrison's Follow me league. on Twitter, by the way. Yeah, we have Harrison's league, and then we have my league. So it's not really going to be any different. It's just two different 10 or 12-man leagues. Harrison's in one, one, I'm in one. And every Thursday we just update. Every Thursday we update, on. and we end the se- fantasy football season one week earlier than usual. So, like, usually the fantasy leagues end week 17, the week before the final week. Oh, and you then never the know. winner of each and league. Then, so we end week 16. And the two winners of the league play in week 17 okay. for the overall Bears crown. The winner like from that. my league, the winner from Harrison's league. I like that. That way we have 22 people. I like it. And then in, in Harrison and I. And so if it happens to be Harrison and I playing each other in the championship game, that's how the cookie crumbles. Hey, so be it. But if it maybe is Marty K versus Sealand, like then we have the Bears now title. And like, it would suck though, because I would have to manually keep track of like the rosters and like because to do the head to head, because you couldn't put them in the same league. Um, well, I just think like at the you just count the points at the end. Yeah, no, no, right? I know. Like that's that's not a big deal. We could figure. That yeah, out. we could. I think I'm in on the two different leagues. Here. All right, we're Rolly and I are gonna get in the lab after this show, and we're gonna map this out, and uh, more information to come on Thursday's live show, and yeah. then and then maybe, dude. What if we drafted live? Can we get in. everybody ready? But the, we have two different drafts, though. So what? <laughs> You're talking about your draft. I'm talking chaos. about mine. This absolute chaos ensues. I mean, I'm we've in. got that extra week between Tito's preseason in. week three and NFL preseason week one. Tito's in. Yeah, we can do it. Um, that we can, or we could even do like two different drafts. Like we do one of our drafts one day. Yeah. And then we do another. Because we'll have... Think about, so after this week, maybe next Monday is when we do like the, okay, if you super chat, you're in the league. That Thursday is the first draft. 
And then okay. maybe the Monday after that, or the Thursday after, right at, uh, probably Monday, because that next Thursday would be Chiefs-Lions. Yeah. That next Monday could be the second draft. Does that make sense? Hold on. So we got this. A week from Thursday would be draft one. Which would be, would that be week Third, one? That would be, no, that'd be the Thursday before week one of college football. Remember, we got the extra week. We're still three weeks away from I'm week lost. one. Uh, I got to look at a schedule so I can mentally match We're still this three out. weeks away from week one. Okay, so we got we got the 28th. That's next Monday. Is yeah. that a draft? That, no, that's when we do like the, okay, if you, yes, the buy-in. Okay, and then we have Thursday's Thursday, draft one. The 31st of August, and one And then draft. September 3rd or whatever And it then is. September 4th, which is the Monday, Labor Day, if you're in. If we were to draft Even if, well, we could do it the 7th. We could do it before Chiefs. You could do before Chiefs. Yeah, lines. I don't think that's a huge deal. Also, that is pretty early. That is like if you do draft a Chief or Lion, like that is. It's not a huge deal though. Like yeah. worst case, one game of your like one or two players is impacted. And if we're drafting at like four o'clock, you got a couple hours to set your line. That's true. So I've okay. Now that I've seen the calendar, we do we tease it. We figure out the plan. Tease it Thursday. Ancient says make the buy and hire. Well. <sighs> We'll see. I, I want people to have a chance to, yeah. to buy in because we do have to figure out the trophy though. Or yeah, like the I think grand we would prize. do some kind of like prize item. I don't think it would be like a winner gets two hundred second. Like I think an like an item would be cooler. Yeah, and some we have to have an individual item. We're basically turning into the NFL where we have two conferences. One Harrison is the AFC, AFC championship, and then I, and then mine's the NFC, and then we're playing for the Super Bowl in that Week Seventeen combination. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get we'll more details. We'll figure out the buy-in. We'll figure out the – but I think we're on to something here. I think we're on to something here. Oh, man. Rolly graphics. Here we go. Uh, Tito wants in. We'll stay tuned. I'll probably put up a community post uh, as well with more info. So uh, stay tuned. We'll make it, we'll make it happen. Okay. Uh, you want to go to our next segment here? we got two more segments to come. we got some Bears news, a couple of roster moves that have – uh, gone down uh, just a little bit ago. Let me just make sure there's nothing more on my feed here. Uh, ooh, Rodrigo Blankenship got cut. He stinks. Okay, here we go. Bears news, and then uh, we'll get to a Tyson Bajant segment coming up here in just a moment. So stay tuned for that. It's all coming up here on Chicago Bears now. We have some Bears news to dive into here as Chicago has made a pair of roster moves here on Monday. Does that mean that the Bears could be signing someone soon? One name in particular really stands out. And then could P.J. Walker get cut? And if so, who are some of the top available quarterbacks that remain unsigned at this point in the offseason? All that and more to dive into here. But let's get to the news of the day first. A couple of roster moves made by Ryan Poles. Adrian Colbert has been placed on IR, and uh, tight end Jared Pinckney uh, was waived with an injury designation. So now you have a couple of roster spots open at this point in time. I do want to talk about Adrian Colbert for a second, though, because he was a fringe roster guy. Like, some Bears reporters had him on the right side of the 53-man roster, while others had him at worst as a practice squad candidate. So now with him on IR, that means he stays with the Bears, but he's out for the entire season. Remember, anyone play, placed on injured reserve before roster cutdown day 
cannot play this year unless they later get cut and sign with another team. But you look at the Bears' safety depth chart with Colbert out of the mix now. Uh, Eddie Jackson, Jaquan Brisker, Elijah Hicks, they're going to make this team. I think A.J. Thomas, who I had ahead of Adrian Colbert in terms of my 53-man roster, it's kind of been either Colbert or Tom Thomas, depending on who you ask. I've been higher on Thomas. I think he has better ball skills. Uh, I think now he's got the inside track to be safety number four, but Kendall Williamson may have an outside shot now. If he has a strong week of practice and good preseason game against the Bills, maybe the seventh-round rookie has a chance. Now, I don't think they'll carry five safeties. I do think it'll be four, and I think A.J. Thomas has had a better camp. But now Kendall Williamson, who the Bears at least invested a little bit in as a seventh-round pick, he at least has an outside shot. Now, who do you think gets that final safety spot on the 53? If you think it's A.J. Thomas, type A.J. If you think it's Kendall Williamson, type K.W. Ollie and A.J. Thomas had a pick in the first preseason game, almost had another one on a tip drill in this last game. If he has a strong week, I think he makes the 53. Now, as far as Jared Pinckney goes, um, you know, he wasn't going to make this team by any means. Steven Carlson's the one guy on the outside looking in that may have a slight chance, but... I think Chicago's pretty set at tight end, and quite frankly, I think they've been set at tight end since the day they signed Mercedes Lewis. Cole Komet's your number one. Robert Tunyon's your number two. Lewis is your number three. Uh, you know, I thought Jake Tonjes had a chance to make this team, but he got banged up. They cut him. Uh, Chase Allen got cut. Uh, Steven Carlson, who got banged up the other day, he's still around, but eh, I think he's probably more of a practice squad candidate. Before we jump to our next news item here on Chicago Bears Now, Subscribe to the channel. Our August sub battle with the Raiders report continues, and it's been a doozy. It's been a back-and-forth ride as the Raiders report has been our top channel for a while now, and that's why I wanted to challenge you guys, myself, to see if we could beat them in more new subscribers, higher growth this month. They've picked up 1,722 subscribers as we're filming this. We've picked up 1,519, so we're battling. You guys are bringing it. It's been a very, very close race, but can we surpass them by the end of the month? If you want daily content, go ahead and subscribe. Just like our video we put out earlier today, if you want Dalton Reisner on the Chicago Bears, we talked about that. We took a look at some other Tevin Jenkins replacements as well, both internal and external. Subscribe for daily content. Speaking of Dalton Reisner, I think it is worth mentioning again here, even though we talked about it a few hours ago, uh, that he could be a possibility. Why? Well, Tevin Jenkins is injured, but two, you now have a couple of roster spots open with Colbert going to IR and Pinckney uh, getting cut, so you're down to 88 players, so you've got room to sign someone if you want. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to sign Dalton Reisner. I think if you were going to, it is because of the Tevin Jenkins injury, but there is reason to sign him. He is by far the best guard on the open market. He's a starting quality guard in this league. Uh, I think he's only given up 10 sacks in his career over four seasons. That's pretty impressive, and uh, right now Jenkins is – uh, banged up. So he could plug in as that left guard if you wanted to, him to. Obviously, Jatiree Carter's had a good camp. Leatherwood has as well. Uh, so you could just go with one of those options. But there's not really much downside to signing Dalton Reisner, right? Like, what's the downside? You're going to have to spend a little bit more money. Well, you still have $14, 15000000 million in cap space. I think you could structure it where you only take on two or three million in a cap hit and you know maybe you give him incentives based on snaps played to up to five or six million. Uh, I don't think that's a huge risk when you have extra cap space. You're still going to be able to roll over eight, ten plus million dollars depending on how the rest of the season goes. Now maybe Ryan Poles doesn't want to spend any more money. I don't know but uh, I think it makes sense to at least take a look at Reiser and bring him in for a visit. Get the vibe. See what it's like. He visited Minnesota recently. No deal happened. 
maybe this is the right opportunity for both parties. BetUS, our sportsbook partner here at Chicago Bears now, is the place to go to bet on the third preseason game, bet on games during the regular season. Chatsports.com slash Bears. Use our promo code BEARDOWN to get a 125% deposit bonus. 100 bucks when you sign up, you'll get an additional 125 for free. And the NFC North odds have shifted and not in the Bears' favor. Uh, last week, the Packers were at plus 400, I believe, and the Bears were plus 350. Now that shifted a bit. Surely the Tevin Jenkins injury hasn't shifted it this much. I'm not sure. But uh, I like plus 400 to just like throw a little tenor down. I'm not saying the Bears are going to win the North, but I am saying it's possible. I think any of the four teams have a chance. And quite frankly, I do think the Packers have the least chance. But we'll see what happens. Chatsports.com slash Bears. Promo code BearDown. 10 bucks to win 40 if the Bears win the North. I think that's decent value for you betters out there. Okay, let's talk about the quarterback. If P.J. Walker plays, your odds plummet to about plus 25,000 to win this division because it has been ugly. He has struggled throughout Bears training camp and in the two preseason games. Could he get cut? I mean, really, could he? Well, here are the financials. So his current cap hit, if he makes the team and you do nothing, is $1.66 million. If you cut him, that actually goes up $500,000. Now, I don't think $500,000 is a big deal. That doesn't, like, drastically impact your current or future cap situation. But technically, it is a slightly bigger cap hit. Now, his cap hit next year is $2.5 million, and dead cap is $500,000. So I think cutting him after this year, regardless, is a very high probability unless he just turns this around and proves to be a high-level backup. But you can cut him if you want to. Like, I don't think four or $500,000 is, like, it's actually only like 350000 now that I'm doing better math here. I don't think it's like, oh, we just we, we don't have 350000 bucks against the dead cap. Sure you do. You got 14, 15 million bucks in cap space. Now, I don't, I'm not saying the money not being an issue is the sole reason to cut him. What I am saying is, is with the way Tyson Bajant has played, he's making this team. Now, on the flip side of that, Bajan is the only backup on the 53. That feels a little bit risky because we've seen a few good drives in the preseason. I love the kid. He plays quick. He processes well. But he's an undrafted rookie. P.J. Walker has played in this league. So if you're like, if Ryan Poles comes to the decision, or Luke Getze, whoever, and they're like, we can't keep this guy, it's a disaster. Okay, fine. But keeping Bajan as your only backup, that feels risky. I would have to think that you're at least exploring some other scenario where another quarterback's in the fold. Now, maybe that scenario is Peterman's on the practice squad, and if things go awry, you can elevate him. That, that could be an option. But um, I do think keeping Walker and Bajan is a scenario still. In a minute, though, we'll take a look at some free agent quarterbacks just to see if uh, any of those wet your beak, if you will. So what say you? Are you comfortable with only Fields and Bajan on the 53-man? I think Bajan's outperformed Walker. I think he's a better quarterback than Walker. But there are things P.J. Walker provides as a backup that Bajan simply does not experience. He's played with um, D.J. Moore, obviously. Like, there are other things that matter here. Type Y for yes, type in for no. I'm cool with Bajan. He needs to be on the 53. Only backup, though, that at least causes hesitation, in my opinion. Uh, but if it's him or Walker, it's definitely Bajan. I'll put that out there right now. Uh, now, for those who are out there, you know, Carson Wentz, from a pure playing standpoint, yeah, he's better than P.J. Walker. I don't think there's any doubt, but he still is not very good, and I'm not sure he's a guy I'd want to bring in. In fact, I'll say it right now, I do not want Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan has left the door open to returning. I know he's with CBS Sports right now, but he said for the right situation he would play. 
I don't think he's a viable option for this team. Chase Daniel, he's been here before. He's been a decent backup in this league if you wanted to bring him in. Joe Flacco, I don't think anyone wants Nick Foles and wants to go down that road again. But, yeah, good options aren't out there. Now, could someone get cut? Like, Marcus Mariota's had a poor camp. I know, like, we're saying that about P.J. Walker, but is Mariota better than P.J. Walker? Probably, although I don't think Mariota's very good at this point in his career. He certainly isn't if, if he gets cut because the Eagles gave him $5 million guaranteed. So, I don't know. I still feel like the more realistic option is that you keep Walker and Bajent. But if the Bears cut Tyson Bajent and he gets claimed by another team, that is just a flat-out mistake by Ryan Poles. There, there, there's no way around it, which is why I, I don't think it'll happen. I think Bajent will make the 53. The question is, is it as the third quarterback or as – uh, with P.J. Walker as the two, or as the backup if you're cutting P.J. Walker. All right, that's going to do it for our news and rumors roundup here on Chicago Bears. Now, hit that subscribe button. Let's take down the Raiders report in the month of August. Make it a competition. Challenge yourselves. I would appreciate it. Love all the support we've gotten already. We'll see you soon. Are you comfortable? And, Roly, I want to bring you in on this, and I want to talk a little bit more about it with the audience. Are you guys comfortable with just Bajent as the backup? Like, y'all hear where I'm coming from when I say that? Like, there are reasons for it to be at least a mild concern if he's the only other quarterback in the room. F it. I'm in. <laughs> I choose chaos. Because I actually, I know, this might be an overreaction, and I, you can come at me if you want, but based off what I have seen through two weeks of preseason P.J. Walker looks bad, man. Bajan is already better than P.J. Walker. Oh, I, get, I have not disputed that. No, he I, is no. better as I a pure quarterback. I that you want an experienced backup if Fields goes down to potentially help you go compete. But at what point do you just use your eyes and say, F the experience, Tyson Bajan is so much better than this dude yeah. right now. See, I'm not, coming, I'm not even coming at it from a standpoint if Fields goes down. I'm coming at it of like, what about in the scenario he plays all 17? Like, is it more – is it – is there still enough value for Walker just as a resource? Like, a guy who's played with DJ Moore, a guy who on the sideline is seeing things after drives like, hey, like, this guy did this, this guy – like, is Bajan going to be able to provide that? Because that's part of being the backup quarterback is you have to be able to sit over there, look on the tablet, review things, be like, yeah, you missed this or you did, did this well. Like – I think those are real questions. Like, so I get that concern, Harrison. But that's what the coach is there for me. That's yeah. personally you got the Andrew Janoco, Luke you Getzey. Got not even your OC. Your OC could be involved Janoko's with that, but your quarterbacks coach. coach. Yeah, like I know. I look around the league, and I'm just a Patriots fan, so I know this right off my hand. Like Mac Jones, he's the same draft class. Who's his backup? Bailey yeah, Zappi. They're both it. entering yeah. their third year. They both got well. At least Mac Jones definitely Zappi's has. Zappi's is. Backup. It's only his second year, right? No, I mean, like, Mac's third year. Oh, Mac and Fields. But, like, his okay, backup yeah. is... Backup was a, a rookie last year. second-year quarterback. So, like, they're trusting the coaching staff to help Mac out with those type of things. So, But didn't they keep Hoyer last year when Zappi was a rookie? Year. Rookie. For his rookie year? Well, okay. Hoyer was with the Patriots for the first, like, three weeks and then okay. got cut. See, I wonder if, like, that's a scenario, too. Where to start the year, you you carry three, and then once they get to a point with Bajan where they're like, okay, yeah. like you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. And let me be clear. Like, I, I feel like I've been clear, but in case I haven't, 
I like Bajan better than Walker. Like, I've not said once I like Walker better. I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to put my GM cap on and my head coach and my off. Like, do I want my backup quarterback this year with Fields in a crucial year to be an undrafted rookie? Yeah, it's, I don't think it's a simple, just like, eh, you know, Bajan. Like, I think it's either both or it's just Bajan, but that's what you have to figure out. Like, I think the conversation is, are you carrying all three or are you taking the chance and only rolling with Bajan? Like, I don't see the scenario where you cut Bajan and keep Walker. Like, that would be more honest. You can't go that route. Yeah. Keep Peterman over PJ, too. I mean, that, like, I'll say this. If you cut Walker and keep Bajant, I think you're almost certainly keeping Peterman on the practice squad. Because they like him in that role as well. as like just the guy in the QB room, good teammate, leader. He's seen it all. Like, you could go that route. And maybe that is a logical route. Because if you cut P.J. Walker, I do wonder if, like, some other team signs him. You know what I mean? Well, I would be willing to bet that another team would definitely sign P.J. Walker. But, like... Hell, he'd maybe go back to Carolina. Yeah. He'd be their I, third quarterback. I mean, they have Andy Dalton, so they have the perfect backup quarterback. Yeah. But. True. But secret agent for uh, a team that they have draft uh, compensation that they owe. That's right, yeah. <laughs> PJ will pay your entire salary if you just go over there and fuck with Bryce Young's mind. <laughs> oh, shit. Marty K, I get a guaranteed spot. I'll still buy him, though. Um yeah, we got to give everybody a fair chance, right? It can't be based on prior um, prior commitments, although we do appreciate all those. Keem78, play the starters one quarter, then bench uh, for preseason finale. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Like, give me a solid quarter. Like, fields, two, three drives. Like, real drives, too. Like, again, you're not upset that Khalil Herbert turned a slip screen into a 50-yard touchdown, but you'd like to see, like, a couple, like, real drives, like where you're methodically going down the field. So, yeah, I think a quarter, maybe the first drive of the second quarter, something like that, and then you bail in. Here's an interesting thing, too, Rolly, about, like, how long you play fields, because don't you have to play Bajant and Walker more, too? Like, <laughs> that's something you're still, so, like, figuring out. So here's my thing. This is what I would do if I was Eberflus, right? I'm going Justin Fields quarter one, P.J. Walker quarter two, Bajant entire half. second half. Yeah, I, I'm not playing Peterman. No, fuck Peterman. Here's here's a, another option though. What if you go Fields quarter one, Bajant rest of the game, and you're just like PJ like. We're I, pro I do think you have to give PJ give another chance, chance to flash yeah. in game. You could go like the Malik Willis uh, Will Levis thing where they basically like did two series at a time and just alternated. I wouldn't hate if they just alternated from the jump. And you're kind of taking the rhythm away from them, and you're yeah. saying, who can overcome it? Like, who can who can play better? It's We're not favoring one guy or the other. You're not playing with better players. This guy's not playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, the starters play for the first quarter, and then it is the second and third stringers the rest of the way. Or at least through the third quarter. Possession. At least through the third quarter. Then maybe the fourth is like, okay, whatever. But, you know, I don't hate it. Yeah. Don't hate it. All right. We'll see what happens because uh, – it's something they got to figure out, and they got to figure it out quickly. All right, speaking of Tyson Bajan, he's obviously a hot topic right now. We're going to talk about him more here on Chicago Bears now. His journey uh, to the 53-man roster, potentially, uh, that's what we're going to dive into. This is a coldie, right? So just get a little pause and go. All right, here we go. Let's talk about Tyson Bajan.
If you want Tyson Bagent to make the Bears 53-man roster like I do, go ahead and like this video. Hit that thumbs up icon. I think he has a hell of a story. We're going to break it down on today's show, and I think when roster cutdown day gets here, he'll make the 53. If you're with me, hit that like button. Who is Tyson Bajan? That is the question we're going to answer here on today's episode of Chicago Bears Now. My name is Harrison Graham. Thank you guys for joining us here on today's show. And we're just going to kind of go through his journey, starting you know with him as he grew up, his college recruitment process, NFL draft process, all the way to where he is now, coming off the most important couple of hours of his life and how he performed the other night against the Colts in the second week of the preseason. So let's kind of go in reverse a little bit here. Uh, he grew up in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Who here has heard of Martinsburg? You can put your hands down. If you have, kudos to you. Uh, but uh, here's a little fun fact about his childhood. His father was an arm wrestling champion, which is just kind of a random nugget that you only can figure out. And Dane Brugler's the beast. Kudos to Dane. We got a couple of quotes from him coming up as well, but grew up there, uh, played obviously in a football as a kid, high school football, yada, yada. Then he went into his high school recruitment process and he was under recruited, zero FBS offers, had a couple small D1 FCS offers uh, coming out of high school, but zero D1 FBS offers uh, coming out of high school. Here's Dame Brugler of The Athletic on this topic. He said, a no-star recruit, Bajent wasn't ranked by the online recruiting services and went vastly under-recruited. He had interest from a few FBS programs like West Virginia and Marshall, but no offers. He received FCS-level offers from Albany and Robert Morris, but neither situation was attractive enough to take him away from Division II Shepherd, a program he grew up around into which he had several family connections. His mother, Casey, grew up in Shepherdstown and graduated from Shepherd in 2002. His father, Travis, played basket or baseball at Shepherd and graduated in 1999, obviously later became an arm wrestling champion. So under-recruited, uh, overlooked, and that story continued after his college career, which we'll get to in a second. But before we get to the next part of Bajent's journey, who is QB2? TB, PJ, Tyson Bajent, PJ Walker. I'm saying Tyson Bajent's QB2. I still think Walker probably makes the 53 as a third quarterback, but let me know what you guys think. TB for Tyson Bajent or PJ for PJ Walker. Before we get to our next step in the journey, uh, if you want to have a smoother journey with your finances, download the Rocket Money app today because Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels un your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills all in one place. With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the subscri subscriptions you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Click the cancel button and Rocket Money will do the rest for you. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest and we'll show you some better deals out there. Rocket Money also helps you monitor your expenses, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Just an awesome app and Here's gonna, this is going to wet your beak, this little nugget as well. With over 3 million users and counting on the Rocket Money app, Rocket Money customers have saved an average of $720 per year. Think about what you can do with $700 plus per year. You could go on a vacation. You could take your significant other on multiple nice dates and meals. 
You can just start a college fund. My son just started daycare. I need every extra dollar I can get. So stop wasting money. Save money with Rocket Money. Use our link right there, rocketmoney.com slash bears now. It's in the comments description, live chat of this video. Go check them out today. It's rocketmoney.com slash bears now. Next step is, so he commits to Shepard, Division II, where his parents went, and just went crazy. I mean, he set crazy records there, but just for a college football quarterback in general, he played in 53 games, which, by the way, stepped on campus, started all 53 games of his college career. Technically five years, but one of those years was the COVID year, and they only had one game, so really this was over four years. Look at these numbers. I don't care what level you're playing at. 69% completion, just about. Very nice. 17,000 passing yards. Uh, one of only nine uh, college quarterbacks to ever cross 5,000 passing yards in a season, by the way. He did that. Threw for 159 touchdowns. That's about 40 a year over four seasons worth. 48 picks, bit of a gunslinger. Uh, also, decent mobility, too. Had 12 rushing touchdowns. We saw him rush for a touchdown the other night for the Bears. Uh, a couple of the other records he just set. Uh, he is the all-time NCAA leader in touchdown passes with 159. I'm not talking about Division II. I'm talking about D1, D1 FCS, D2, D3, NAIA. He's, he's the record, 159. No one has ever thrown for more touchdowns uh, than Tyson Bajan. And he holds the Division II le record with over 1,400 completions. And I think that's part of why he's looked so comfortable, right, is he's seen a lot of football. He has dropped back in the pocket a lot. Now, I get it. The competition's most much lower, but... Sometimes you get these quarterbacks fresh out of a Power 5 that's only started one year, a la Mitch Trubisky, and they don't look comfortable early on. Bajan at least looks comfortable. Now, he doesn't have quite the ability of some of these other guys, but he's played a lot of football. He's very, very experienced, and I think there's something to be said for that. So then he ends up at Shepard. By the way, a little nugget in a second here. He had a chance to transfer to a D1 school, did not. Ends up going undrafted in the 2023 draft. I thought he should have been drafted, to be completely honest. Went to the Combine, showed off some things there, but did not go drafted. Dame Brugler with an interesting note here from what I just mentioned, saying after spending a week in the transfer portal after the 2021 season, he turned down multiple FBS offers and returned to Shepard for his senior year. Another interesting nugget, he had a schedule visit set up with Northwestern. Think about how bad Northwestern QB plays been the last couple of years. This kid might have might have had them cooking. <laughs> he might have had them cooking there. I think he was probably concerned that if he transfers. I know one of the schools for a fact was Maryland. Well, to his younger brother, Talia, is a pretty good college quarterback. He was probably like, ah, I may not start there. So he went back to Shepard, had a huge senior season, still went undrafted. I thought he was draftable. There hasn't been a Division II quarterback drafted since, I think, the 90s. So, you know, you do wonder uh, if he plays D1 if he would have been drafted. I think he would have been if he got to play. I think that was the concern, though, that if he transfers somewhere and uh, doesn't get to play, then, well, then his football career really might be over at that point in time. We'll get to the final bullet point here in a second, but week one is almost here. FGB. FGB. Uh, subscribe, game day watch parties. We're going live three days a week now, game days, Mondays, and Thursdays. It's going to be a hell of a season, youtube.com slash bears now. We're trying to catch the Raiders report and most new subscribers this month here at Chat Sports. Help us get there. And then, obviously, he signs with the Bears, and now he's competing for a roster spot. In fact, he's about as safe to make the 53, I would think, as you can be. Now, look, if he has a bad week of practice and doesn't play well, um, on Saturday against the Bills, maybe that changes, but I think he's pretty secure at this point. If you're watching live, I see Sealand. We're going to get to you in a second. 
Uh, 13 of 15 in the preseason, 113 yards, rushed for a touchdown, has not turned it over. Six drives so far, really only five, because on one of those he took a knee, one play took a knee into the uh, – uh, into the game in preseason week one. He's looked comfortable. Uh, he's looked good. He's looked confident. Had a little swagger going. Some of his strengths, I like the quick release and the arm strength. Like, he's got kind of that three-quarter uh, flick there, and he whips it. Like, he can get it out really quick. He can throw the ball. Now, what I would like to see in the final preseason game is more vertical passing. Like, he was throwing a lot of those quick passing games with RPMs. I want to see him throw a 34-yard bomb downfield. Let's see what that looks like. But he gets the ball out quickly. He can see the field. And he's got enough mobility. He ran a 4.79 at the combine. Like, that's pretty solid for a quarterback. We saw him move around, had that nice throw on the run to Simba Webster. Uh, he also obviously ran in that touchdown as well, identified uh, the opening and stepped up and uh, dove into the end zone. So he's got a little something. And give the Bears credit for finding this kid because I <sighs> – you know, Ryan Pace, when he took this job, said, I'm going to take a quarterback every year. We always want to be developing someone. But then he never did. He, yeah, he drafted Mitch, uh, but he never had anyone else he was trying to develop. And I think that's a mistake. Like, you think of good franchises over the years. Uh, the Patriots, they always drafted a quarterback to develop. Even after Mac Jones won Rookie of the Year, they went out and got Bailey Zappi. Like, and he showed some things last year. They had Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo. Both those guys ended up becoming good players in this league. Like, you should always be trying to find these guys. Think of Brock Purdy last year, last pick of the draft. I'm not saying this kid's going to be Brock Purdy. But what I am saying is, is there's guys that get overlooked. And I think the Purdy effect was felt. We saw a lot of QBs drafted on day three. And Tyson Bajant should have been one of them. But even though he wasn't, the Bears found him. And I think they deserve credit. I think for now, he's still listed as QB3. But if you're asking me, he's the backup. He's better than P.J. Walker. Um, I'm open to keeping both, but you can't cut Bajan. You can't. You cannot keep Tyson Bajan off this 53-man roster. If you try to slip him through the cracks on cutdown day, he, he's too viral right now. Like One other team out there will claim him if the Bears cut him. So you just can't go that route. So pick a quarterback scenario. Would you keep both P.J. Walker and Tyson Bajan behind Justin Fields to carry three? If so, type one. If you'd rather cut Walker and keep Bajant, type two. If you want to cut Bajant and keep Walker, I think that's the worst option, type three. I think it's got to be one or two. I think one might make the most logical sense. Keep a veteran uh, in P.J. Walker, but have Bajant on the 53. Keep developing him. Uh, that's my prediction of what I think will happen. But if it's one or the other, you got to keep Tyson Bajant. You, you cannot cut PJ or, or cut Tyson Bajant and keep P.J. Walker. That would be front office malpractice at this point in time, in my opinion. All right, that's going to do it. Hope you guys learned a little bit more about Tyson Bajant on today's show, trying to inform, entertain, and talk about a player who deserves it because he's been overlooked his entire life. He's not being overlooked on this channel. We're talking about Tyson Bajant a lot here, and I can't wait to watch him this Saturday against the Buffalo Bills. Sealand, we've missed you in the two watch parties, Sealand. See you later. Let's go. He said Tyson needs to be QB2. Fields doesn't need a mentor. Tyson's skill set seems more aligned with Fields than any other QB we have. See you We've missed the booms on game day for you. Hopefully we'll see you this Saturday night. I know the Saturday preseason games, it's preseason, but, you know, we hope to see you on game day. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I'm not saying Fields needs a mentor. I'm not even saying P.J. Walker is a mentor. I'm just saying, like, I could understand if the Bears want to have someone who's played in this league 
on the 53 active on game day. But again, I feel like I've made it clear. If it's one or the other, you got to keep Bajan. I, I don't think there's any question there. 2.0 says, I like Bajan over Walker, Fountain over St. Brown and Pettis. And do you think Lewis could start across from Yannick? I don't think Terrell Lewis is a day one starter. I think Demarcus Walker's that other guy. But I think Lewis makes the team. I think he rotates in a good amount. Um, and Walker is going to kick inside some. Most of his sack production from Tennessee was on the interior. So if it's those third down, obvious passing downs, uh, he'll kick inside and either Jones or Billings will check out. And that's when Lewis is going to check in a lot. So I think he'll make the team and I think he'll, uh, he'll uh, play quite a bit. Okay, so which scenario are you guys in on most? Is it um, keeping Walker in Bajant or cut Walker and keep Bajant? I don't think anyone's picking number three. Larry picked three. He must be a Lions fan or a Packers fan. Which scenario? Nah. Which scenario? Sealand, you going to be there Saturday? I got the chat pulled up. Let us know. DC Viper says two. Donald says two. A lot of people want to get rid of Walker, which is like, I think I lean, if I had to give what percentage I'm in, I'd go like 60% two, 35% one, 5% three. Oh, you can't cut Bajan. 5%. That's a 0% for me. 5%. I'm giving the audience a chance, but <laughs> call me crazy. Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. I was going to say cut Page and keep Peterman, but you can't Ugh. cut Page. I kind of floated that idea out there, but it didn't make sense. I think option two, by the way, the third part of that is Peterman's on the practice squad. Peterman He's a great practice squad quarterback. quarterback to have. Yeah. Absolutely. He's valuable there. Sealand says he will be in the chat. All right, Sealand. Right, Looking forward to the... All right, Sealand. Rolly and I are ready. Rolly and I are ready. You guys have any final questions? Rolly and I are going to sign off, but if you have any super chats you want to float in there, we can stick around for a bit. Otherwise, we'll be live again on Thursday. I think Jack's with me on Thursday. Are you off Thursday this week? So the reason why I won't be here on Thursday for the Bears now is that I do run our Atlanta Falcons channel. Oh, do they play that their preseason okay. game, Their final preseason game is this Thursday against the Steelers. You can make a cameo. You I'll make a cameo because I'll be up. preparing for that live stream, so I'll hop on. Well, say I'll just up. say hi. I'll let Jack have his chance to boo me. If he, does, <laughs> if he doesn't boo me, That's his loss. then it tells me that he's officially just lost the battle. <laughs> oh, man. Do we give up on Tevin Jenkins because of his injuries? You don't give up on him. Like, he's on a rookie contract. Like, you're going to keep him through next year, I think, unless unless there's a good trade out there. But the question is, is an extension at any point even possible now? The answer to that might be no. Like, I, I you know, I think you probably play these next two years out, and then, you know, if you can get them back on a one-year deal at a time, sure. But, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully he makes it happen. Oh, there's Sealand with a $10 super chat. Oh, what was the guy's name who sent in the twenty after we signed off the other night? Oh. I, I can look. I can pull it up real quick. Read He's this first timer. Read this super chat. I haven't C seen him in the chat. I know that for a fact. I know. I just want to like. But this is what Sealand did say. If Tyson is playing most of the game, lighting shit up there will be some booms. <laughs> okay. Let's go. I like that. Let's go. I like that. Sealand, we will. Uh, we'll, we'll hold you to it. Sealand, how many dogs do you have? Yeah. 
I see three in that photo. Are they all yours? Yeah. He's looking like a dog guy. Looks Co like nice dog. Codilla still. Gaming, by the way. So, Codilla, if you ever watch this, so if you're in the chat, he said bear down. Send in a 20 right as we signed off on our post game show. Like, the stream had already died, so I was like, ah, oh, crap. Uh, and it was a first time super chatter, so yes. I owe five jumping jacks. So, one, two, three, four, five. The other night we were doing five jumping jacks for first time super chatter. So, wanted to honor that. Shout out Codilla. He'll also get a. Fields boot sticker, which Sealand, we're auctioning the Fields boot off this Saturday against the Bills. So uh, you're not going to want to miss that. You're not going to want to miss that. All right, you good uh, here? I'm sorry, Sealand. What? Uh, two passed away. He's 11. Dude, that's like, it's the worst. Pets are awesome, but like, as they get older, it almost sucks because you're like, you know, at some point it's going to end. I'll be honest, I, I had two dogs my entire childhood. One passed away in the fall, one still kicking, and I don't know how the one that's still kicking is still kicking. How old? She's like 12. That's eh, not crazy old. Yeah, Depends on the type of like, dog. She, it's a cockapoo, so they usually live to 15. That's their average. Right. But, like, she is so old. Like, she, she runs around, she, like, runs up and down once in our back fence, which is something she used to always do. She comes in, can barely breathe, yeah. shaking like crazy. Doesn't understand. We lost our dog. We had two, and they both died within a year of each other. And one of them, the decision was easier because we had to take her in because she clearly wasn't doing well, and she only had like 30% liver function. But oh, God, it just it sucks at the end, dude. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Sorry to hear that, Sealand. Losing pets, is it's tough. All right, uh, I think Rolly and I are good here. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Shout out to Sealand for dropping in a quick 60 at the end of the show. So we'll see. Uh, he said, by the way, he said, uh, someone say boot. Hell yeah. Hey, listen, we'll auction off the boot. One more boot, uh, Fields boot down the hatch, hopefully. And uh, it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. So we're out of here. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Bear down as always. We'll see you next time.